Welcome to the Nightcast. This is the time where we go a little bit deeper on what's happening at Providence Academy. And actually today we're going to talk about what happens after Providence Academy. So we have a couple of distinguished young alumni here with us. We have Mrs. Sams. Hello. When did you what year did you graduate? 2022. So just just right out. Freshman in college. Freshman in college. And where are you at? Um, UT, go balls. Okay. And then we've got uh, Ben Jones. Yep, class of 2019, and I'm also at the University of Tennessee. Okay, so we got two Vols in the room. So, mm-hmm. man, that was what a season! Oh yeah, what a year! Man, we crushed it. That, but that's nothing could be more demoralizing than that South Carolina game. Was, yeah, it's like we had like the Heisman. We don't have to talk about it if you don't. And want to. the national championship in our hands, and then Rattler was like, "Game of his throw life. football." Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Anyway, all that to be said, we're going to be talking about. Life after Providence. How did it prepare you? Uh, strengths, weaknesses, all that kind of stuff. So, just give me your your f- give me your freshman experience. How has it been? Okay, so freshman year, a little overwhelming being at a bigger school. UT has right. got a student body of around thirty something thousand. My class right now is eight thousand people, which is wow. obviously a little bit different than my graduating class of thirty seven at right. Providence. Yeah, um, but I love it. I was looking for a big environment when I transferred to UT um, to start my college experience, and um, it definitely delivered. I do have to say, I was not expecting as many Christians as I found oh. at UT because I think Providence kind of communicates how to like defend yourself in a secular world. And I was expecting a much more like surrounded of like atheists and people who are like trying to shove that down your throat. But a lot of my professors were Christian. So that was really nice. And um, I have a lot of um, different views around me challenging me. Like I, my best friend at college is a Catholic. And so me and her have some interesting debates about Christianity um, versus Catholicism and like where those overlap and where they don't. Um, I have some friends that used to be Christians and walked away, and um, it's good to minister to them with what Providence has given me. Um, Academic-wise, I was surprised that with 18 credit hours, which a typical load is 15, um, it was still easier than what Providence was, so I felt really well-prepared academically. Um, I was thriving in chemistry when most people weren't, and um, I know that's shout-out to Mr. Schultz um, because of Providence, and um, it's just been a really great experience my first semester, and I'm excited to hop into semester two. Okay, yeah, just one semester in. Uh, That's interesting and exciting and encouraging to hear that you're finding yourself and finding a Christian environment and Christian ministries, I'm assuming, that are on campus and getting plugged in there. Mm -hmm. We They're around UT. I don't know if you go, Ben, Um, but there's The Walk, which is um, hosted by Sphere Heights. I know um, Patrick Mitchell, um, shout out to old PA, if we remember Mr. Mitchell. Yeah. Um, He used to preach at Severe Heights, and he recommended the walk to me, and my sister goes to the walk because she's also at UT, and um, it's just great there. They have a really great environment there. Um, they fellowship for about an hour, and then there's snacks afterwards, and you just get to hang out with a bunch of college students yeah. and people who care about college students. So That's awesome. All right, Ben, what's your, what was your, your I guess, your, what year are you now? So I'm entering semester number seven, so I've I got my last two semesters coming up. Okay. And tell me a little bit about your experience kind of stepping from Providence, that first step into UT's campus. Yeah, academically, I'm going to echo the praises that Ava has echoed. I've felt very prepared. I've taken, like her, I've taken some more strenuous semesters. I've taken more average semesters. And you know, no matter the course load, I, was, I felt prepared, uh, both in arts and humanities classes through the writing and uh, speech giving classes that we took at Providence. Also, just how to analyze literature and then also in science and mathematics. I'm studying engineering, 
at the University of Tennessee, and I felt very prepared in those areas. And I also, I'm going to give a shout out to Mr. Schultz because I felt very prepared in chemistry, and oh, yeah. uh, it was it was honestly a cakewalk. And yeah. uh, I, I have still without f- his periodic table. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's essential. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So, and you're in a science major as well. Yes, I'm in biochemistry and cellular and molecular biology on a pre med track. Okay, and I love it. So, okay, yeah. So felt prepared in the sciences. Definitely. Um, so when looking at that. Uh, how has your faith intersected in with the sciences and kind of how that works together? Ooh, that's a good question. I might have to think about that one first. All right, you think on it, Ben, you got thoughts? Engineering, um, for better or for worse, is somewhat removed from like religion. It's less like biology, less like chemistry, which, I mean, it can be an advantage because you don't get into as many arguments and, uh, or, you know, stressful, tense situations. But I mean, in some ways you could also say the opposite, you know, you're not, you don't get as many opportunities to, to talk to people about what you believe. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, it's more engineering helps you to see like the order that God has placed in the universe. There's like so many rules and laws that govern the way we live. And it all points just to the complexity of our creator and the way that he has like given us a, a world that we can practice dominion over because we can understand it. Sure. And then engineering, it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> two plus two equals four. Yeah. I don't care what you believe. There's right? an equation, use it. Thank yeah. 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 There's, it's a little less, uh, a little less centered on a worldview unless you're aware of uh, kind of the ultimate creator and those, those things he set into place. Uh, so, but in the biochemistry world, yes, it might be a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a challenge? Yes. So this next semester, I'm going to take my first biology class in a biology lab. So I'll be getting a pretty heavy dose of biology. Um, I think I have around like five or six hours in it. Um, so that's exciting to look forward to. I didn't have a biology class this semester personally, um, but I definitely still experienced some like hints of evolution here and there in my chemistry class. Sure. And also which people I would converse with, like in my psychology class, we talked a lot about different things like that and how um, the human brain developed this way and how it evolved this way. And so that was interesting to see um, how my professor, who I'm pretty sure was Christian, he never came out and said it, um, but he would present the evolutionary ideas, but he would also talk about faith in different ways. Um, so I didn't get into too many debates. My roommate is not a Christian, and um, we've gotten in some into some deep debates about evolution, and it's been interesting to chat back and forth with her. Um, I don't usually push it too far because we're not too close, but um, it's interesting to be able to plant seeds in her mind about evolutionary ideas and like ask her about, like, oh, well, where do you see the evidence for that? Or um, what's your thoughts on this part of evolution? And where did you learn that? Like, have you explored that at all? And um, just kind of have conversations here and there with her, not really pushing it too far. Sure, of course. Um, so... The academic life, you talked about preparation. Uh, Can you think of things specifically that might have prepared you to step into uh, the college realm and and working in that high level? Think back on your time at Providence, and can you think of some specific uh, activities or uh, habits or things that were kind of ingrained in you in Providence that helped you to be successful at that next level? Yeah, certainly the senior thesis at Providence sticks <laughs> out because I mean <laughs> everything pales in comparison to that. Every, I mean, if I get a ten minute speech to yeah. do at school, I'm like, I mean, that's half of what I did in high school. So mm-hmm. it gives you like confidence in your ability for sure. Absolutely. Like, 
even with like the skills I had as an 18 year old, I was able to do that. And so now, you know, I can, I can do even better, like with the skills I've gained since then. So that certainly gave me confidence in like the subjects being an engineer traditionally, like you would be weaker in. I just, I felt like I could handle it because of my experience. And then also just the, the rigor of Providence helps you learn time management. Mm -hmm. Like I was playing sports in high school and taking as many hard classes as I could. And just because of that experience, um, I mean, college is hard for sure, Mm -hmm. but um, it helps to have experience being challenged to know that you can often do a lot more than you think you can and to know that, to know your own worth as a student. And like teachers at Providence push you and really bring out the best in you. So you, you know that coming out of Providence, you can achieve great things. Absolutely. I would say building off of what Ben said as a athlete in high school and also taking all the AP and honors classes that I could, um, I definitely learned time management and I've seen my friends in college struggle with that learning curve. And I feel like as a Providence student, it's more of like a learning hill instead of a mountain. Mm. You're not, you know, taking it all on your own. You have the advice of all your previous teachers at Providence and their words like echoing in your head about like starting now, like get things done early, don't procrastinate, um, and that kind of thing. I was always the type of person that like as soon as I got home, I did all my homework and I just got it off my plate and then I enjoyed the evening with my family or whatever it is else that I had to do. Um, And so that was definitely a useful skill that I would recommend for people to start um, as soon as possible um, because college does give you a hefty load of work, but for me at least it wasn't anything compared to Providence work um, with all of my classes and their homework respectively. But yeah, I really think that Providence prepares you academically just for how to handle different workloads in different classes because the work is obviously not the same um, or not nearly as challenging, but the rigor with which things are graded at Providence definitely prepares you um, because they don't really accept just like half heart things. You have to put your whole heart into it. Um, and at UT, they probably would accept half heart things. So you kind of have to push yourself. And um, I'm sure at other colleges, you have to push yourself too um, to hold yourself to a level that brings glory to God and not just your teachers and your professors. Um, and I will say the thesis definitely taught me how to write and the amount of writing at Providence, especially Mrs. Anderson's classes, she really taught me how to write a well-formed paper um, that really gets the point across um, concisely and well-written. And uh, I've written probably like 20-something papers this semester, and they were a breeze for me. Like a five-page paper was nothing, and the rest of my classmates were stressing. So Yeah, now that's a definite advantage, kind of giving you that confidence to be able to say, I can do something that's difficult uh, and prepared and gotten feedback uh, consistently. Uh, So what advice would you give to a senior uh, that's a senior at Providence Academy this year? Or maybe just a kid in high school. What would what would you what would you say uh, to to focus in on or take advantage of or appreciate? I would say definitely do your research on your college because um, mm. I personally have loved UT. I knew from the start when I started my college search that UT was the college for me. I wanted a big environment. I wanted a happy, fun environment where everyone gets into it with each other and there's lots of clubs to choose from. Um, but I also know Providence students that have come to UT and hated it. Um, so I think you really have to research into your college experience, your junior year, especially like lean into the college tours and um, research them and figure out which one is a fit for you because just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you, especially with the transition from a really small school like Providence, even though it's a lovely little bubble that we have. You have to be sure that you're ready to pop it and uh, which school you want to pop it at because it's 
a scary experience at first. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess two things come to mind. First, once you get to uh, get to a school, make sure to like establish a Christian community. I know Ava was talking about the community she found at the walk at Severe Heights, and I've found a similar community at First Baptist Concord in a college ministry called the 1825. And it's just important to have people with a similar worldview to you who can pour into you and just be there for you whenever you need them. Also, to a, col- or to a high school student, I would say... Um, don't be afraid to push yourself in high school because, like, a lot of people, like, I mean, even my age, like, they still don't know what they want to do. And the earlier you can, you can, you know, experiment with different fields of study, the earlier you can push yourself in different directions, the more likely you are to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, definitely take that shadowing position, like, grab that internship, like, try what you think you may want to do before you're already, like, committed to it in a major that's for it. And then all of a sudden you try an internship your junior year of college and you're like, oh crap, I do not like this. Mm. Like this is not for me. Um, So try it out. And like Ben said, definitely lean into your academics and stuff because I think people are like, oh, that subject area doesn't really interest me. Like I don't want to take that class. But like even though history didn't really interest me, taking Mrs. Anderson's class was probably one of the best things I did in high school in terms of preparing me academically. And I have somebody that didn't take that class because he didn't like history and he really regrets that he didn't take it because he didn't get the feedback from Mrs. Anderson or um, from all the other teachers that teach the higher level classes at Providence. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah, challenge yourself early, and that prepares you for uh, the road ahead. I think is uh, is great, uh, great sound sage wisdom. Uh, so, do you have like a a memory uh, that you're like, oh, this is something I will always remember about Providence? Because you guys both had been there since kindergarten. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen years. Yes, Got a nice a... little paperweight at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so after 13 years, can you think of maybe a couple, maybe one from elementary school that you really cherish and uh, maybe one from middle or high that you, uh, that you think back fondly on? And you can take a minute. I have one from high school, and I'll think on my elementary one. Um, but in high school, I was on the soccer team with Mr. Harrington, and um, that was one of my favorite experiences as a whole. But we took a trip to Gatlinburg for a little tournament that we won. Shout out to the Knights. And um, we, one night, it was probably like 12 in the morning, we were all just gathered around the like kitchen table and it was Mr. Harrington and Mrs. Smith and like all of these girls and we're all in our PJs and like ones would trickle off to go shower and come back and we're just sharing memories that we had from Providence and like our different perspectives on different things and it was cool to listen to like the teacher's perspective like Mr. Harrington told us lots of funny stories from different students and um, his first impression of us and like all of these different things. And it was just so fun to just sit there and lose track of time at the middle of the night, um, laughing with our teachers and our friends and getting to learn more about each other. And I think that's something that's kind of unique to Providence because I do not see um, a teacher staying up till one in the morning telling stories about his students to a group of girls that are teenager and he's like in his 40s. So I just don't see that happening at a public school. And that's really neat that I got to experience that. Sure. Ben, you got a memory that you can think of? Yeah, definitely one from high school. And I guess it has a similar kind of moral or overall story to, to Ava's. Um, I think it was either junior or senior year, some, uh, some friends and I had to make a video for a class assignment, and we made one about Mr. Schultz, about his life. And, <laughs> I mean, it's a completely different story, but similar concept in that we admired a teacher so much and we wanted to, 
to learn about a teacher and to spend time with the teacher to the extent that we would make a video about him for a school assignment. And like Mr. Schultz, like he's a patriot, he's a family man, and he's, <laughs> he's a role model for everyone. And so it was great just to spend that time with my classmates to, to make a video, to do something fun, to make memories and have something permanent that we can watch to this day, but also to, to honor a teacher at Providence. Yeah, it's his last, uh, this is his last year. I think he's, uh, oh, that yeah. makes me so sad. Yeah, I, know. I think he's going to do some, I, I'm trying Live to talk long, him Mr. into, yeah, I'm trying to get him to do some, like maybe some part-time stuff Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, working at the school, yeah. but uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's such a great man. He's had a huge, huge impact Absolutely. on a lot of kids. Shout out to the, to the science episode. If you're listening to this one and you want to <laughs> get the wiggle, some. the wiggle, the egg wiggle. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> well, he did a, he did a, a night cast. He did one of these. Oh, did he really? He and our new, um. Our new science teacher, Doctor Machete, which is the coolest name ever. Oh for yeah, sure. I would uh, love to be a sword. <laughs> and uh, he, they kind of shared Providence's worldview on science and kind of how we, uh, how we go about uh, working through that uh, together. So if you want to hear from Mr. Schultz, that's an episode you can click back on and uh, enjoy, uh, and then we'll have that uh, yeah. forever. Shout but, out to Schultzy. Yeah, yeah, he he's an incredible incredible man. Um, he is. The way he loves his wife just so openly, like he would dote on his wife during devotion and whenever his wife would come in and like bring him something he forgot, he would just give her the biggest hug. And I always just remember sitting in science class being like, I want a marriage like Mr. Schultz. Like he is still in his honeymoon phase and he is in his seventies. <laughs> like they've been married for fifty something years, maybe almost yes. sixty, and they still love each other like they just met. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of Providence is this that role model of the teachers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's not just the class that they teach you or the subject, but they share their lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. That's a cool And they're the uh, same cool person thing. in and out of the classroom. Like, Mr. Schultz goes to my church, and his wife, I would run into her, like, every Sunday down in the children's wing, and she'd come ask me how I was doing and how my classes were going and where I was going to go to college. And um, Mr. Schultz would come along with his Bible, and him and her were just the cutest little couple. And... um there's several teachers I can name like that. And the teachers really care about you in and out of the classroom, um, which is something I didn't really expect in high school. Um, I just know, like Dr. Har- or Dr. Harrington, uh, Mr. Harrington sat us down in soccer practice one day and was like, you guys seem to be having a rough week. Like, I just want to sit down and like talk with you guys. And we all just like sat there and had therapy as practice. And then we just <laughs> cried together. <laughs> and then the next week he brought us all bagels with his own money. And I just think that's so sweet. Like, yeah. Yeah, those aspects, uh, that community uh, is something hopefully helped launch you into where you are now and then into your futures as you guys start your careers. Uh, but thank you. Thanks for taking the time coming in. I know you're on the college break and probably had a lot of other things to do, uh, but coming in and sharing uh, a little bit with us was, was really valuable. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor to be here.